You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. Crossed over into the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey, and we are the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? Is it time for December football? Then hell yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Come on. You've just crossed over into the trend zone. It's Tuesday, December 6th. We're coming at you from Los Angeles, California, and it is a chilly 56. In today's episode, we'll talk some substantially significant, compelling QB quandaries, more flex, some AJ equals GMRIP, a little survivor fantasy go back starts of the week, some total fantasy domination, and of course, we will cover all the awesome games coming up this week in the NFL. But Casey, before we get into all of that good stuff, how about a tasty nug for the peeps? Yeah, it's a little early to be playing Santa Claus Day, but I brought a fat sack, so I might need you to help <laughs> me out a little bit on this. Dude, in week 13, there have been 86 games decided by a touchdown or less. That's the most through 13 weeks of all time. 11 games in week 13 were within one score in the fourth quarter, and there's been 148 games within one score in the fourth quarter of the season. Guess what? Wow. That is also the most through 13 weeks in NFL history. I'm not going to call Case. it a comeback, Dave. No, no, but there have been some amazing comebacks. How about the Packers, Raiders, Bucks, each overcoming 10-point deficits, and the Giants as well to get the tie on Sunday. Uh, there's been 40 games with 10-point uh, deficits overcome for the win or tie this season. That's the most ever through 13 weeks of the NFL all-time. Casey, on top of that, five teams. It's Baltimore, Cincy, Green Bay, Seattle, Washington, and Tampa Bay is, that looks like six teams, one, two, three, four, five, six, overcame fourth quarter deficits this week to win or tie. There's been 63 of those type of games in the NFL this year. That's the most ever through 13 weeks. I'm sensing Casey, a theme here, bro. <laughs> don't even stop there, Casey. Three games, wins by Baltimore, Seattle, and Tampa Bay, decided by game-winning scores in the final two minutes of regulations. There's been 47 Games decided by a game-winning score oh in the final two God, minutes of dude. regulation or in overtime. That is the second most ever through 13 weeks of the NFL. Every week we talk about these nail biters and they come in down to the wire. And man. Oh, man. And crazy, dude. And part of the reason why is because we have some kick-ass quarterback play going on. Dave, check this out. Four QBs in the 2020 NFL draft. Joe Burrow, number one overall. Tua. Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts have all been dominating this season, wow. and they're all ranked in the top 10 in touchdown passes in the NFL. The Ute movement is here, Dave. Dude, no question about it. And it's so amazing when one draft produces that many guys without half of them fizzling out like normal. And not to mention, Casey, how about Jordan Love also picked yeah. to the tail end of the first round of that draft pick to be determined uh, as to what Justin uh, Love uh, Justin Love. Uh, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan Love. Love You're just done. trying to get Herbert in there. You were actually I, trying to say, I, 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 I got Herbert, Herbert, man. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, Love uh, in limited action has shown that he uh, could be pretty exciting as well. All right, Casey, top trending stories this week. We're loaded, uh, Casey. And it starts off with the uh, general manager for the Titans getting the axe. What happened here, man? Yeah, dude, it had been a. Uh... 
I guess an up and down run for John Robinson. More up than down, though. He was in the uh, New England Patriots front office. They brought him down to Tennessee. Six straight winning seasons for the first time in franchise history on his watch. And they've made the playoffs in three straight seasons, won back-to-back AFC championships. Is this a, a eulogy? It sounds like he's doing great. Drafted Derrick Henry, brought down Mike Vrabel. But, Dave, it was last year, A.J. Brown, who said, either trade me or give me ex- an extension. They decided to trade him, and he proceeded to beat the Titans down last week with eight <laughs> catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns in that ass-kicking that the Titans got. And I guess the brass there had seen enough. The The ghost of Bud came down and said, no more. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you, Casey, the old saying, draft, develop, and then pay your own, comes into play here they forgot that last part and it bit him in the butt uh, through that okay qb situations in the nfl casey uh and a lot of dudes banged up this year it's every year we see it that's why they love to protect the quarterbacks as much as they do but let's get it started banged up qbs dude yeah jimmy garoppolo dude we thought he was done when we saw the injury on sunday and that's what they were saying but he might not be done for the year mm. He's got the broken left foot. It wasn't the Liz Frank that they were worried about. He has the uh, chance to be back in seven to eight weeks. That would bring him back for the divisional round at the playoffs if the Niners are still around. Um, it's not all uh, doom and gloom, though, because Brock Purdy came in, the rookie, Mr. Irrelevant yeah. out of Iowa State. He was pretty good, 25-37, 210 yards, two touchdowns, and they beat the Dolphins. They beat them to a pulp. They, they put them in the net, and they beached them, <laughs> and they looked pretty good. So that would be some pretty good news if Jimmy G can get back. They went out and signed um, Josh Johnson from the Broncos practice squad. He's expected to be number two, and then Jacob Beeson, he's on the practice squad. He's probably going to be the number three. So um, if they can right the ship, baby, wow, getting Jimmy G back just in time for another conference championship would be pretty sweet. Dude, good news for Josh Johnson. That dude can hang around. The former superstar from the University of San Diego. Yeah. Uh, congrats to that dude. He's been on so many different teams and a handful of spring leagues. I'm happy to see him back in action, dude. All right. Another quarterback banged up. This one, the Ravens. Yeah, dude. Lamar Jackson. When we saw the hit, we thought he was concussed. And we saw him trying to gimp up the steps. It's like, oh, it's definitely the knee. Um, it's kind of ambiguous how long he's going to be out. It's a PCL sprain, maybe three to six weeks. They're hoping closer to three. But Tyler Huntley is on that squad. He came in last season and played pretty well in a handful of games for Lamar. Some questionable play calling at the end, going for it and this and that. They lost a lot of those games last year, but he's been pretty solid. So they want to run the ball. They can do most of what they did with Lamar, just not to the MVP level, but at least he's familiar with the uh, the playbook and has had some um, you know plays under his belt. And the Ravens also bring in former Bruin Brett Hundley uh, to be on that squad as well in case of disaster. Uh, Casey, I go back to what I've said a couple of off seasons in a row about about Jackson, dude. Take the money, man. This is the second season in a row that he's gotten banged up. Running quarterbacks, all quarterbacks get banged up. And this guy uh, now two years in a row and left the money on the table. Yeah, dude, if anybody's ever offering me $250 million, I'm taking it. And that's that. <laughs> this is rap, baby. I don't care. That's enough for me. All right. I like the sound of that. All right, Casey, up next. The Baker Mayfield era in Carolina is officially over. My gosh, from number one overall draft pick. Uh, to where Baker is now. Where Where is Baker now? You talk about falling up, dude. Baker is on a plane as we speak, heading to Los Angeles to be 
a member of a, the L.A. Rams, dude. He got claimed off of waivers by the Rams. Pretty good deal. Just over a million dollars. He's got his iPad. He's got the playbook on there, and he's flying out. He's going to be a good around a good offensive mind in McVay, dude. And Baker might start this game Thursday night against the Raiders. How crazy would that be, dude? Outstanding. Speaking of quarterbacks with an opportunity here, how about Mike White and his opportunity with the New York Jets? Yeah, former Dallas Cowboy is making the most of his starts with these Jets. They almost came back and did the Vikings last week. Um, it's not going to get any easier this week. He's playing those bills, but the Jets have everything in place. They just needed solid quarterback play, and Mike White is giving them that and then some, man. Very exciting. And it'll be Joe Flacco backing him up and Zach Wilson on the inactive list, watching and learning from the sideline, Casey. All right, up next, Casey, the Odell Beckham hunt or the alert is on. What's the situation with Odell? Yeah, dude, last night he was with uh, Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons at the Maverick game. Was he falling um, be- asleep? No, dude, he was getting love rained down on him. No <laughs> BJ chants were going nuts. And it looks like there's love on both sides. But Jarrah says, hold on, not confident at all with the signing. They need to see if that knee is repaired enough for him to contribute this year. I don't know if they jump out there, if it's an only next year thing. I think this guy could come in mid to late January. So if the knee checks out, I believe that the Cowboys will sign him. But the knee has got to check out. Otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah, Beckham not working out for teams. I'm a little bit concerned about that. I'm not giving him a contract till I see him run around and show me. Yeah, and James Washington, who was the offseason um, signing from the Cowboys to kind of offset the Amari Cooper um, trade, is on the his 21-day recovery. So we could see him in a week or two, and there might not be a need for OBJ. But you love that excitement that he would bring to the squad. Wow. Yeah, he may not be ready to go even before the Super Bowl, Casey, because obviously – he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. all right, moving on, Casey. Playoff scenarios. There are some playoff scenarios happening in both conferences. Start with the AFC. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs, they clinched their, what, their 50th, 75th, 100th <laughs> straight AFC West Feels Division like title. It. <laughs> all they got to do is win and have our Chargers lose. Ugh. Ooh, let's hope the Chargers can hold them off for at least one more week. Probably not, though. On the NFC front, Casey, who, who do you got? Yeah, the Vikings, dude, they clinched the North with a win or a tie. Simple, baby. They don't need any help. And the Philadelphia Eagles can clinch a playoff berth if they win or tie or a Seattle and San Francisco loss. But they do not panic. At least one team with a six and seven record after 13 games has qualified for the playoffs in each of the past four seasons. So there's life, even if you're not 500. That is sweet. I love that stat, dude. Mm -hmm. You're still hanging in there. Don't give up hope. All right, Casey, if there's teams making reservations for the playoffs, there's teams aiming towards the draft on the outside of the playoff. What do you got? Yeah, we got to take a moment to pour one out for both the Texans and the Bears, who are officially eliminated from playoff contention and are now on the clock. Hashtag NFL Draft 2023. Yeah, we love the draft. Casey, it is Uh, The most amazing invention practically since sliced bread. The NFL inventing the flex. And we have more (laughs) flex alert for week 15. It's a Saturday. Go ahead. Yeah, dude. You know you're in trouble when it's Army-Navy college football. That since the end of the season. But NFL is coming in with the triple header on Saturday, December 17th. All on NFL Network. Morning game, Colts-Vikings. Afternooner, Ravens-Browns. And the sweet, sweet 515 
Miami Dolphins versus Buffalo Bills for AFC East domination. And Dave, that's not all. On Sunday night, the Giants and Commandos, they got flexed into the night game, um, moving the Patriots and Raiders to the afternoon. Ooh, that's a nice NFC East showdown, although I do like that Patriots-Raiders game, too, especially with the Raiders on the tear that they're on. Casey, the NFL today announces the 32 nominees for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. Yeah, dude, one of the most highly valued awards that uh, the NFL gives out. All the players love to be even considered for this one. Um, it's what they do off and community and stuff like that, so... If you're on this list, you're probably a good guy. Cowboys representation, Dak Prescott going out there to try to get his Walter Payton Award. Yeah, for the Chargers, it is Derwin James. And like you said, this is a coveted award mm -hmm. because it says what a high-character dude you are. All right, so moving along to the uh, Three Strikes Survivor Pool. We have both uh, are, have, have died, and we are dead and cold. Um but some people are still playing this game unbelievably, Casey. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what do you got? Good on them, Dave. If they picked the Browns over the Texans, they were with the most popular correct pick, the most popular incorrect pick, sorry, Chargers Ugh. over the Raiders. And the most popular pick heading into next week is Seattle over Carolina, Casey. All right, moving on to our go-back starts of the week. Do you have any go-backs, Casey? No, I did have a couple of running back points left on the uh, the bench, but it wasn't enough to propel me into the money. But I did secure the win, and I'm sitting in that five spot in the playoff race. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, I'm on the outside looking in. I do have no go-backs. I got blowed out in both leagues, debuckled. But I blame my running backs, Chubb and Henry, combining for less than 12 points in this league these guys are chumps okay and how about aaron james and derrick henry combining for less than nine points in my other league what the hell give me a break yeah God. dude i got cute and bench jones two weeks ago played him this week and he gets hurt and doesn't do much for me yeah. burned both ways Sizzle. okay casey up next we got to celebrate some people that did a decent job in fantasy total fantasy domination who's the quarterback yeah, he's on the Green Bud Packers, and it ain't easy being green, or maybe it is. Jalen Hurts, dude, 380 pass yards, three TDs, and one rush TD. At running back, it's your guy for the Cowboys, Tony Pollard, as well as the Dawn of the Donkey, 91 yards rushing, two rush TDs, also 15 receiving yards. Yeah, earmuffs, Dave. Devontae Adams for the Disco <laughs> Donkeys, dude, 177 yeah. receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns <laughs> and at tight end Taysom Hill with a monster night there for the cookie monsters uh, and New Orleans Saints 21 pass yards 10 rush yards 35 receiving yards and he was wide open for that touchdown oh but that late drop that oh that cost the Saints that oh it sure brutal. did yeah that was brutality our case moving along uh, if you happen to need a streamer and there are six teams on by this week uh who would you uh, recommend for quarterback? Yeah, man, Derek Carr's out there. He's floating around. Tyler Huntley, we mentioned, playing for the Ravens. And Brock Purdy, it was sweet last week. Will that continue this week against a tough Bucks defense? I don't know, but it's worth a shot if you need someone. At running back, as usual, it is slim pickings. But how about Travis Homer? Didn't play last week, uh, but with injuries to Kenneth Walker the third. DJ Dallas, and of course, Penny long gone. It might be worth taking a look. Also, for the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins, he didn't play last week either, but looking to probably see some action in week 14. 
And receiver, dude, my guy, Michael Gallup, two TDs last week. I could have used that guy instead of that piece of crap, Chase Claypool. JK Claypool family, I didn't mean to call your son a piece of crap, but he got me a .8. So I'm pissed off. And Julio Jones, dude, didn't do a lot, had a couple catches. But Brady's looking for this guy deep downfield, and they're just a little bit off. Maybe that connection gets a little toiter as we move towards the uh, fantasy playoffs. He's getting the targets. At tight end, Casey, how about Noah Fant coming off his best game? Four for 42 and a touchdown, or Evan Engram uh, also having a nice game last week. Five for 30 and a touchdown on seven targets for Engram, uh, possible tight end streamers. All right, Casey, enough of this fantasy garbage. Let's move on to the games themselves, Casey, and it is week 14. Week 14? Slipping away. It is slipping away, Dave. Oh, and you mentioned this is the last week of buys, but there is a crap load of teams on by. Yeah, it's the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, Colts, Saints, and Commanders on by. So, obviously, it is a buy crunch scenario uh, for a lot of teams in their fantasy world. In reality, obviously, less games on the plate for us this weekend. And Dave, on the West Coast at 4.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the NFL will kick off the 205th game of the regular season schedule Marking the beginning of the season's fourth quarter. And if the fourth <laughs> quarter of the season's anything like the fourth quarter in these games, oh, awesome. baby, we're in for some good stuff. All right, Casey, I'm going to take you guys all back in a way back machine here. Let's go back to December 12th, 1982, 40 years ago on a frozen snow-covered field in Schaefer Stadium. New England takes a timeout with 4.45 remaining in the fourth quarter. The snowplow driver, Mark Henderson, clears a path for Steve Grogan, who holds for a 33-yard field goal by John Smith that gives the Patriots a dominant 3 to nothing win over the Dolphins. The game immortalized in Patriots lore as the snowplow game. Casey, awesome stuff. Yeah. Where was Mr. Plow, though? Homer Simpson in that game, bro. <laughs> he wasn't invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, let's get the actual NFL uh, slate underway with Thursday Night Football. And what do we got? It looked pretty sweet at the time, but maybe not so much right now, although That's there is much. reason to tune in. It's the Las Vegas Raiders at our Los Angeles Rams, and the Raiders are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, their old home, after it was the road. After their old, old home. <laughs> Raiders, Casey, have won three straight to bring the record to five and seven, save their season. And now they're firmly in the in the hunt category for a playoff berth. The Super Bowl champion Rams have been ravaged by injuries. On the other hand, they're sitting at three and nine and for all practical purposes are eliminated from postseason contention. F them picks, Casey, means no first rounder for the Rams next year. That's in Detroit's hand. Also, no fourth or fifth rounder. They do have six picks overall and probably get some compensatories back. But And they have Baker Mayfield, the former number one overall pick from just a few years ago. Let's see if Baker can light it up or get baked in L.A. How about that? <laughs> All right. Up next, it's the early slate on Sunday, Casey. It is the New York Jets on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. This is an awesome AFC East showdown. Bills at home are favored by a large number, it's nine and a half. Yeah, but it was the Jets that beat these Bills last time, and that was with Zach Wilson, who didn't even throw touchdowns. They got Mike White going now, and he's coming off a season high, 369 yards, had a rush touchdown last week. He's playing some pretty good ball, dude, and nobody better than 
recipient than Garrett Wilson. I cut this guy right before <laughs> they benched Zach Wilson. I'm so pissed because last week he had eight catches and 162 yards. He is really starting to show what he can do. Corey Davis is getting healthy, too. They've been banged up at running back, but Bam Knight was really good last week. Awesome. Michael Carter was pretty good, too. They got Ty Johnson and James Robinson. So it's a, a running back by committee. Lots of players there. And that defense has been kicking ass, dude. C.J. Mosley had that monster hit on uh, Cousins last week. He's looking for his fourth in a row with nine-plus tackles, dude. Um, Jets have everything in pit place. We thought these guys might fall out of the playoffs when we saw their schedule and it was with Zach. But shit, now that uh, Mike White is there, dude, like Kevin Garnett says, anything is possible. <laughs> it doesn't surprise. What surprises me, Casey, makes me kind of laugh and chuckle, is how quickly Jets fans comes right <laughs> off of Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm the talking future? to you, Cookie. Oh, look at the guy. He's throwing dimes. He's the best quarterback. Yeah. I don't care life. if that guy ever plays another snap. Mike White. Mike White. <laughs> and Rich Eisen's the same way. Uh, big Jets fan. Um, so hilarious stuff, Casey. Good. Well, tell me about these bills, Dave. Yes, the Bills. I'll tell you what. Obviously, uh, the Bills are, um, uh, you know, one of the tougher teams. So this is is a is an awesome, um, you know, scenario for the Bills. Looking at really kind of separating themselves, hopefully, from this Jet squad coming off that big win on Thursday night, twenty four to ten. Josh Allen, a nice game in that game, two touchdowns, a one hundred six quarterback rating. Uh, Singletary, a touchdown and fifty plus yards on the ground. James Hook, uh, Cook, rather. 105 scrimmage yards so they're getting a little something out of the running back position it's not just josh allen putting the team on his back and of course stefan diggs uh, seven catches 92 yards his 10th touchdown of the season last week uh this bills team is um definitely uh one of the top teams their defense has come down a little bit from being as incredibly dominant as they were statistically early in the season um but this is this is going to be a tough matchup for the for the jets on the road uh and heading into buffalo yeah, fun fact, Dave. Since the beginning of the 2020 season, the Bills ranked first in points scored while also allowing the NFL's fewest points per game. That's a pretty good formula. If the Bills yeah. don't turn the ball over, um, watch out. That's what I got to tell you. All right, Dave, up next, Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. That's another <laughs> little Simpson reference for the peoples out there. Bengals favored by five and a half. The Battle of Ohio, Casey, features a Brown team that is on a two-game win streak and with a quarterback in Deshaun Watson now back in action, uh, though certainly a bit rusty to say the least, uh, versus the Bengals squad that is on a four-game streak, dude, and fresh off beating the Chiefs. That's three straight against the Chiefs for Burrow, who has never lost to them. In fact, the Bengals uh, lost came in primetime at the hand. The last Bengals loss came in primetime at the hands of the Browns on Halloween nights. In the words of Khan, Mooney, and Singh, revenge is a dish best served cold. It is very cold in Ohio. I like it. <laughs> Up next, Casey, the Houston Texans are on the road versus the Dallas Cowboys. I haven't seen a, a spread like this in a long time. Hey, now. This yeah, is a bad Favorite at... Hey, favorite oh. at home by 17, <laughs> Casey. Can they do it? We mentioned, dude, the uh, Houston Texans are on the clock. Nothing's going right there. And the Cowboys, man, that Dallas defense dominated on Sunday night versus the Colts. I'm wanting to call them the D.C. death clock, where offenses go to die. Huh? <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Anyways, dude, that, that defense good. on Sunday night, five sacks, three interceptions, two fumbles, and one touchdown. 
Unfortunately, wow. uh, cornerback Anthony Brown lost for the year with the torn Achilles, and the Cowboys already lost Jordan Lewis. So they're a little thin at cornerback, but it was Brown's replacement rookie, Deron Bland, that had two of those Matty Ice interceptions. And Kelvin Joseph, a.k.a. Boss Man Fat, is going to try to work his way into more playing time. Second rounder has been mostly a special teams guy. It's his opportunity to see if he can grasp it. But Dave, since Dak Prescott has returned from injury, the Cowboys 5-1 and one, lead the league with over 37 points per game. Cowboys also rank second in total offense over that time span at 411 per game. Dave, fun fact, these teams split their last two games with each decided on an overtime field goal. I don't think that's going to be the case on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one, Casey, is uh, uh, looking ugly. All right, man. We'll see. All right. Up next, dude, another killer divisional battle. The Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions and the Vikings are one point favorites on the road. Yes. And Minnesota clinches the NFC North title uh, with a win or a tie. Not going to be easy. Uh, against an up-and-coming, kneecap-biting Detroit team, but a good chance to prove who's king of the north against the kings of the jungle, Casey. Is that really a fair fight, Dave? A cat versus sword? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got you. I got you, baby. All right. Up next, Casey, it is the Philadelphia Eagles on the road against the New York Giants. And an NFC East showdown, the Giants, excuse me, the Eagles on the road are favored by six and a half. Oh, Dave, I hate when I have to talk about the good stuff with the Eagles, but they do have the league's best record. And part of that is because they lead the NFL with 23 rushing touchdowns. Wow. A big part of that is on Jalen Hurts, man. And he maybe had his best week of the season. He's right up there in the MVP race now. 29 and 39, almost 75% completions, 380 yards, four total touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's a 130.3 passer rating, dude. And um, the guy's just balling. He's making great decisions. When he's not running it in for a touchdown, Miles Sanders in, dude. Ninth no uh, rushing touchdown of the, the season last year. That's a career high for him. We talked about A.J. Brown, dude. He took it all out on the Titans last cool. week. He had eight for 119 and two touchdowns. Devontae Smith had 100 and a touchdown last week, too. So, man, they that offense, man, they got a lot of different wrinkles there. And that, that defense is pretty good, too. Last couple weeks, bringing in Andamakan Sue. And they already had Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Josh Sweat there and Javon Hargrave, dude. This is a solid, solid defense. And they're playing great football, man. It's going to be tough for the Gigantes. Yes, it is. And the Giants are sitting at 7-4-1, a very impressive and unexpectedly awesome record for this stage in the season. But coming off of a disappointing game, really, it's always disappointing, I think, a tie, 20-20 to against uh, uh, the commandos in overtime. They'll get a chance to rematch in the not too distant future, but Daniel Jones played a nice game, 200 yards, a touchdown, um, and a 104.3 rating. He's had a good season, uh, 11 touchdowns, just four picks. I think that's the part, not so much touchdowns is just the, not the mistakes with the, just the, the four picks there. Um, at Slayton coming off a, a game with 90, uh, yards there. So he's kind of getting it done. They had, uh, Hodgkins get his first touchdown of his career last week. 
But Saquon Barkley, who started off the season really crushing it, and he had a touchdown last week, but he's only averaging 4.4 yards a carry. That's below league average right now. Um, So not really a powerhouse running team. They're not blowing anyone away, statistically speaking. They're going to have to play a damn good football game here to even hang with this Eagles team and give themselves a chance to win. All right, let's take it over to the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, and the Ravens eked out a narrow victory over the Broncos last week. Very surprising how tight that was, but the Broncos seemed to play everybody super tight mm-hmm. uh, because of that great defense. But they lost quarterback, as we talked, Lamar ja- uh, Jackson, likely for several weeks with that sprained PCL in the whole process there. The Steelers are like pizza, Casey Ansex. Um, even when they're bad, they're good. And with two straight wins and three out of the last four, they can still get over 500 for the season. It's been 19 years since the Steelers finished with a losing wow. record. Mike Tomlin has 15 straight winning records as head coach. That's all in jeopardy at this point in time. But uh, don't put it past it's looking, them. <laughs> it's looking pretty good, dude. If I had to bet right, right now, I'd say they're going to get there, man. Damn right. I mean, that that is the Steelers, man. They know how to put a product on the field. No doubt about it. Yeah, and Pickett looks more comfortable every week. He's got a ton yep. of weapons. Najee was good last week in the defense. You know what the defense does. So uh, it'll be interesting to see it. this one. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars are heading to Tennessee to play the Titans. Titans at home favored by three and a half. Titans coming off disappointment. Yeah, same with the Jags, dude. These Jags still can't do it week in and week out. Two weeks ago, they beat the Ravens in dramatic fashion. Last week, they got blowed out by the Lions. The Titans last week, they got blowed out too. But barring an epic collapse, they're still going to win the South and host a playoff game. But they better get that pass defense sorted out, dude, or it's going to be another one and done. No doubt about that. Okay, moving on to the late slate, Casey. Oh, yeah, baby. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos, and the Chefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. And, Casey, Patrick Mahomes returns to the site of his first NFL start. That was late, late, late in the season there, subbing in for Alex Smith. Since that day, the 2017 regular season finale, Mahomes leads the NFC, excuse me, the NFL with just under 23,000 passing yards. Oh, and 181 touchdown passes. No signs at all of slowing down at all. Russell Wilson, on the other hand, is struggling through the worst season of his career and playing for a coach in Nathaniel Hackett as likely a dead man walking with that yeah. new ownership there. Uh, thank you, NFL and NFL gods, for being up there <laughs> for flexing this one out of Sunday Night Football. Awesome. All right, up next, the Carolina Panthers are heading to Seattle to play the the Seahawks. Seahawks are hosting and also favored by five. Yeah, dude, and those Hawks, man, what a great come-from-behind win last week against the Rams. Awesome. It looked like they were going to lose, and Geno said, "Uh uh-uh, baby, went down there and got that last touchdown to Metcalf. What a great game. Um, And they still have their sights on winning the West, especially with the Jimmy G injury. You mentioned Kenneth Walker III. He left with an ankle injury. It was a jam, not a sprain. I don't know what an ankle jam is, but I can tell you the difference between jam and jelly, Dave, but that's for a different show. (laughs) An already depleted running back room. They did add Wayne Gallman to the practice squad. We'll see if he gets in there or not. Seattle's playing better football than anybody thought. Don't mess around with these Panthers. Beat them at home, although the Panthers pop up every once in a while and play a good game. We'll see what happens there, but this is a game the Seahawks have to have. 
Yeah, no question about that. And how about Geno Smith for MVP? Eh, probably not. But comeback player of the year? Hell yeah. I don't know if you have to be heard. But this guy is playing phenomenally from what we did not expect was even possible. Yeah, well, his feelings were hurt before this season. So that that counts for me. He's definitely my comeback player of the year. All right, Dave. Up next, the Tampa Bay Bucks at the San Francisco 49ers. And the Niners are favored by three at home. Wow. And obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming across coming off of that 17 to 16 win against New Orleans on Monday night, a win that they really had no business getting at all. This the Niner, or excuse me, the Saints had every opportunity to put them out of that game by just scoring a couple more points, but they left them in it. And Tom Brady knows how to steal a game just as well as any quarterback in NFL history. He uh, ignites in like with six minutes left in that game, two amazing drives. Tom Brady was Tom Brady at his best in that game to take a couple of touchdowns and then boom, steal that game. They still uh, having a very difficult time running the ball. Leonard Fournette averaging 3.5 yards a carry well beneath league average as well as just three touchdowns on the season. Rashad White has shown flashes, certainly uh, the rookie, and he had nice, uh, did a nice job out of the backfield there and had a touchdown as well last week. But um, yeah, this Buccaneers team, uh, wow, I'm just telling you, man, that was a the way they stole that win, but they're going to have to have some more magic like that if they want to be uh, competing with Brock Purdy. Yeah, dude, the goat doing goat things. The only way that <laughs> this Bucks team can beat you is if you make it a one-score game and Tom Brady gets the ball with however much time is left, man. That was that was vintage Brady last night. But let's talk about these Niners, dude. Brock Purdy, you, he came in and played much better than expected. Mr. Irrelevance, usually like a special teamer or a DB or something like that. No, this quarterback, yeah. he was pretty damn good at Iowa State. has some weapons there, but he's just got the grit, dude. And he came in and showed it. Um, almost 68 uh, percentage completions, a couple touchdowns there. So, and just give it to your playmakers. Give it to McCaffrey. Give it yeah. to Kittle. Give Tribute. it to Samuel. Give it to Ayuk. If you can do those things and not give it to a Buccaneer, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape there. But it's not the offense, dude. It's the defense, man. Leading the league, giving up less than 16 points a game, only giving up 283 yards a game. Nick Bosa, 14 and a half sacks, dude. Hufanga. Four interceptions, man. Well this said. defense is they. Oh, it was brutal last Sick. week watching them yeah. just you know destroy teams. Not only last week, week in and week out, and like yeah. I think last week was the first week they'd given up second half points in well over a month. They really had two uh, seeing harpoons out there because he was lobbing. Uh, passes everywhere yeah, except the receiver late. He's had right. Yeah, he's, and I get it, dude. Fred Warner out there, Greenlaw, Jimmy Ward, man. So yeah. I don't. It's gonna be tough. I wouldn't count the goat out ever, but it's gonna be very tough for the Bucks to come out here and play the Niners. But just think, dude, in a little switching scenario, if that wasn't the effing guy they wanted, it would be Tom Brady for the San Francisco 49ers playing for his hometown team that he loved all his life. Wow, good point. All right, Casey, moving along to Sunday Night Football. football. This one was uh, flexed into the slot there. It is the Miami Dolphins heading to Los Angeles, California at SoFi Stadium to play the Chargers. The Dolphins on the road are favored by two and a half. Yeah, and Dave, it wasn't all bad for Tua last week. 295 and two touchdowns, but the two interceptions. But it was late after he was getting the crap beat out of him that we really saw his accuracy kind of go out the window. 
But if I'm him, I just tell Tyreek to run that way and you throw it as far as you can. Nice one-two punch with Jeff Wilson and Mostert in the backfield and talk about one-two punchers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Um, great offense here. Um, stick to the run, set up the play action for Tua and uh, keep it there. Chargers got to watch out for the big play here. This is a game that both of these teams really need. Dolphins in the playoffs right now. Chargers looking to get back into that race. And, uh, you know, they just need some stuff to go right. There's going to be a lot of Dolphin fans at the SoFi on Sunday. Get a couple scores and shut them out. But the, the Chargers, man, they've been playing pretty solid. Just need a little bit more from those guys. Yeah, and Chargers sitting at 6-6, six and six, like you said. Both these teams need it, but the Chargers really need it. Coming off that loss to uh, hate the hated Raiders in Vegas. Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, you know, the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert playing ex- it's still exceptionally well. 335 yards passing and a touchdown last week. This is his 20th game with 300-plus uh, yards. That passes Andrew Luck for the most ever by a player in his first three seasons. And it's the second most overall in the NFL since 2020. So Justin Herbert playing still at an exceptional level. And the re and, and that is, that comes despite Casey, the fact that they're playing three backups on the offensive line, wow. backup left tackle, backup right tackle and backup center. Hopefully they get the center back this week. He's enormously important um, in, in order to protect Herbert he was one of the least sacked, if not the least sacked quarterback in the first like nine games in the last three games. I believe he's been sacked 14 or 15 times with this uh, hodgepodge ragtag fugitive group of backups trying to protect him. They lost Slater early on in the season, but they stabilized it after that. But they absolutely need um, Lindsley, the center, to come back into action. He's coming out of hopefully coming out of the concussion protocol. Austin Eckler still is amazing. 102 yards, uh, but most of it through receiving just 35 rush yards. He uh, they, they, they simply can't run block or pass block at this point. And um, basically, uh, it, the the run game is uh, little throws. Unfortunately, Eckler last week, starting the second half, puts the ball on the ground. Yeah. An enormous turnover. Ugh. And that's two weeks in a row, I believe, that he turned the ball over. Very rare for him, but maybe it's an issue at this point in time. Keenan Allen missed most of the season, which has been one of the issues with this team. 15 players on IR. Right. But Keenan missed most of the seasons. He's had two games back. He's finally kind of back feeling like Keenan Allen. And uh, unfortunately, Mike Williams missed his third game. And uh, we're hoping, hoping he's been on the mend that he'll be coming back. But in the interim, Josh Palmer, um, third round draft pick out of Tennessee, has really emerged as a, a, a as a weapon for this team, as well as tight end Gerald Everett. Um, they're going to need all of these guys on defense. Super banged up too. Um down three interior offensive linemen, as well as J.C. Jackson. They're super high-priced off-season off acquisition. Defense has been terrible stopping the run. This team can't run. They can't stop the run. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dave, and it's usually incest in the West, but Bradley Chubb, former Bronco, and Melvin Ingram, former Charger, both have sacks in multiple games. They're going to try to feast on those backup tackles, man. Got to move Herbert around a little bit. Yeah, gotta move Herbert, who also was getting over um, fractured rib cartilage, but that's another story. Casey, let's move it to Monday Night Football, where um, what? Who do we got? We got the New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals, and the Patriots are two point favorites on the road. 
Okay, coming back, coming off back-to-back losses, the Patriots are currently outside the AFC playoff race. Looking in, uh, they they are a good team though. That can be a better, that can beat better teams, but they need a lot of things to go right uh, to do so. And they have a brutal schedule down the stretch, dude. The Cards are also coming off back-to-back losses pre-bye week and are sitting at four and eight. Not good. They aren't officially dead, but would need a ton of help, but will also most likely need a new coach and maybe a new GM. Those guys, I think, got extensions, though, if I'm not mistaken, not too long ago. All three of them, the quarterback, the GM, and the head coach. We'll see how all of that goes down um, in this offseason for the cards. Dude, and about this, well, it was about this time last year where it started coming, collapsing on the Cardinals. They started out so strong, but since then, they've just really not found anything great. And, you know, the Patriots are hit and miss. Last week uh, on Thursday night, Mac Jones screaming to pass the effing ball because the effing run game effing sucked. But I did see him throw the ball to the Bills a couple of times. So maybe that's why they're not throwing it. And this Cardinal team, though, dude, since that hot start last year and the meltdown in the playoffs and now this year, they are on a downward slope that looks like it's a a death spiral, dude. Big time. Uh, (laughs) All right, folks. So many ways you can check out the Football Dudes Trend Zone available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we got a big announcement coming up in the next couple weeks. Someone else carrying the trend zone. We can't say it yet, but it is going to happen. But while you're waiting for that, go ahead and like us on Instagram and Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. And make sure you tag us across all social media platforms. Of course, you can always go to footballdudes.com. It's all there for you. That is going to do it for this episode of the trend zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Casey, I'm Dave, and we are out of here.